Hello and welcome to Criterion Close Up. We are here. I am Mark Herney with my co-host, as always, Aaron West. Aaron, good to talk to you again. Hello again, sir. Happy uh, Tuesday. We're recording on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, weeknight. Uh, kind of abnormal for us, but uh, yeah, we're, we're jumping in and, and doing it. Doing one of our shorter episodes. We kind of um, kicked this off with episode 35, where we'll, we'll talk about a few things. And uh, of course, the we wanted to talk a bit about the what we're calling the, gate, the Ghost of Plain Archive. Uh, folks know about uh, Plain Archive. Actually, uh, Mark, this is episode thirty-six. Right. Well, I, 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 maybe I said that wrong. I was referencing episode <laughs> thirty-five, saying this oh, is episode I, thirty-six. But okay, yeah. yeah. Well, neither of us can count. We'll, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's that uh, twenty-three and a half episode of Star Wars that we did that throws me off sometimes. But, so yeah. we're really at thirty-seven. So, but who's right? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> so yeah, Ghost of Plain Archive. Uh, yeah, usually we would do a close-up interview here, and that was our plan. So. But our guest was a gentleman uh, named uh, Hyunhu uh, Jang from uh, Plain Archive Company, and he's in South Korea. We, we thought that would be pretty interesting, a uh, little boutique label on the other side of the, literally on the other side of the globe. Right. And to see how things uh, uh, go, uh, work for, for them. Uh, there's a lot of boutique labels, but few that uh, really represent globalization like this one. Yeah. Uh, but... He's on the other side of the globe, <laughs> a different country. A <laughs> little yeah, difficult to... Made scheduling a little bit tough. Scheduling, it's a little bit of technology issues, too. Mm. So uh, but uh, so we're, we're having the, the ghost of Hyunhu. Uh, sorry, Hyunhu. Um, or is it Hyunhu? Sorry. Yeah, you got it. Hyunhu. Uh, but uh, he's an interesting guy, and we'll have... Uh, we, we did talk with him uh, over email, and we'll, uh, and we'll get into some of that uh, as we go forward. Uh, so, yeah, some good stuff to include there, and some you know some other tidbits as uh, we like to bring up some stuff that's come up recently uh, for us, and uh, you know some some short takes as we like to do. We can yeah. share a bit of what we've been watching, uh, and a, a list to uh, to take a look at. So yeah, we'll we'll settle in. It's a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we should uh, you know we well first we wanted to thank Michelle Rosenthal because we forgot to in the last show uh, for episode thirty four she came on and talked about her Criterion Affect- affection blog and uh, had a really good conversation with her so again wanted to thank Michelle for coming on. She was a lot, lot of fun, and uh, and I never thought I'd say this about any guest ever, but she put uh, Robert E. Lee in a completely different light for me. <laughs> you have to yeah. listen to the episode and uh, and you know not be easily offended if, <laughs> yeah. if you want to nice, get that nice little tease there. My my my, I think my wife's reaction was oh <laughs> when I showed her the picture. And, well, so. it's, it was so funny the the way that uh, she said, "Can can we cuss?" And yes, and I think we both pause and like, yeah, we can. Sure. Technically, we can, uh, but we didn't expect. <laughs> Michelle went for it. It was great. <laughs> she went as far <laughs> as possible. <laughs> anyway, See, yeah. The the uh, the f double double at whatever it is, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, it uh, was wasn't just the word; it was the 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 context of the word. Inflection, and yeah. <laughs> the yeah. the activity. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. people that haven't listened have no idea what, what they're talking about. Stop this one. Listen to Michelle and uh, come back. <laughs> yeah, come back. Join us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but we, you know, we're doing as we had mentioned, we're doing another what we're calling kind of an easy episode where um, you know we really aren't uh, delving as deeply into a a film, and it just means a little bit less prep. Uh, which helps us keep our sanity. And we had a lot of good feedback to that. So I think folks seem to like the kind of easy nature of it. Uh, maybe we revealed a li- little bit more of ourselves even uh, with an episode like that. So good, good yeah. feedback on it. It was surprising. Yeah, we, we do less and people like it more. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe, maybe we should just stop talking and <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we should just take a nap. Drop the uh, mic. Yeah, well, I, it is interesting. We do have a good rapport, and, and I think uh, it's something that you and I have known, and I, I think people on the show have have picked up on. But uh, you know, yeah. maybe you know when we're when we're talking. To, uh, actually, one a particular piece of feedback that I thought was really interesting was that uh, somebody said that on on the close up episodes, it sounds like we've taken notes on it on the on the the films, which we have. We we both mm-hmm. take pretty uh, comprehensive notes and uh, a lot of times we're just trying to get everything in <laughs> oh yeah and and yeah i'm guilty of that i don't know about you yeah absolutely yeah it's it's uh, and there's some stuff le- left on the cutting room floor so to speak too a lot of times so yeah there's always a lot to say and i'm thinking oh man i, I should have brought up uh, this point or this point but you know nobody notices yeah. uh so yeah I, I, we we went in blind and uh and we'll do it again i, I think i, I I'm okay, but I, I think you're smart enough to come up with uh, opinions on the fly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes uh, it depends on the film. You know, it, it's one of those things. At least for me, I, I kind of have to remove myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, those right after the movie. I, I know there's some shows, some podcasts where they'll watch a movie, review it right away. Right. Um, I, I'd have a tougher time with that. Again, depending on the movie. Um, but uh, like The Witch was one recently where I was hanging out with my friend Keith and it was a bit a bit tough but you know mm-hmm. given a week a month um removed I could you know delve into it more so yeah well uh like yeah. uh like uh Renee since uh you know we had new releases yesterday uh yeah he's gonna have a very difficult film uh we probably couldn't just you know do a, a quick two minute uh summary or even 10 minute summary I think we'd have no. to do that one justice I'm not I'm not saying we'll cover that film uh or any Renee I, maybe one day yeah, um, it certainly depends on the the film. Yes, thank you for the the good feedback. Uh, we also got a lot of uh, good feedback about our trolling stuff, uh, and in fact, I got some positive uh, private stuff. Uh, people were like, "Oh man, people are mean," or uh, you know, "There's no no need for that," or or positive mm. stuff about us. You guys are awesome. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for yes. that. Uh, yeah, we're we're, we're awesome. Gotta- <laughs> We've got a couple of a uh, couple more iTunes reviews, so I was glad to see that uh, come through. And please, more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can thank use you. It. Thank you for taking up our our defense. Uh, yes, so much uh, appreciated. Anyway, yeah, uh, and and we got uh, good comments about the Hertzfeld thing. Actually, we got a lot of uh, submissions for the Hertzfeld yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And did you of, did you read many of, of them? A lot of submissions. Yeah, as <laughs> they they came through. A lot of a lot of good ones. Uh, some pictorial ones too. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was thinking about mixing it up a little bit. Uh, I was thinking that um, all right, we we told people that we'd, we'd wait a little while before we decided who got it. So I think I, mm. I threw out a month or so. So I, I'm thinking that we do one more on our, our next easy episode, which I think will probably be maybe two, three weeks. We'll see. Then sure. we'll decide on 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 the cast who wins. But I'm thinking that rather do than do random numbers or anything. 
we just pick the funniest tweet. <laughs> uh, and if people didn't listen, you have to work in the, the phrase, phrase hurts me, and that has to be spelled like Don Hertzfeld. And if mm-hmm. uh, you work it into something funny, and we'll vote. And, and if you've already sent, submitted one and you just said hurts me or something, you're welcome to do, have a mulligan. You're, you're, you can try again. Right. And so, so you and I can choose the funniest one. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Yep, okay. I like it. I think Don Hertzfeld would be proud. Yeah, yeah, certainly. That's a good point. It's certainly in the Hertzfeld vein, <laughs> doing it that way. So, <laughs> in fact, you could say that the the tweet that's funny in the most Hertzfeld vein. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that might be tough yeah. to judge. And and we yeah. could and we'll, we'll embed head. the tweets in uh, the the blog post too uh, of the next show, so people people can read them and see the visual visual samples. So, yeah. Yeah, it's all been a lot of fun. Yeah, folks could just look at, uh, I, I think, at, at Criterion CU, some of the replies there and find them if they want to see them, you know, as, as we go along. Sure, yeah. So so anyway, yeah. uh, nice uh, little housekeeping. But um, I, speaking of uh, Criterion CU, I heard you talking about it on First Time Watchers. Uh, when, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, had a, I had a good time. Uh, got to talk with uh, Tim Costa and Walter Vinci on First Time Watchers. Uh, we talked about the early Hitchcock film Sabotage, um, although it's funny, we talked about early Hitchcock and it's really, you know, it's almost like second second uh, early Hitchcock because it's the sound era, not the, right, you know, right. the silent era, um, but didn't really get into that much. But yeah, yeah, had a good time with them, you know, the usual, um, some, some uh, yay or nay, kind of similar to our short takes and had a, a Criterion close-up, uh, or I call it <laughs> Criterion close-up, Criterion 101, <laughs> Uh, because, you know, a lot of first-time watchers, listeners are not, uh, as I would say, not as well-versed or maybe not even aware of Criterion. I, you know, it might be something that they are uh, being really introduced to. So I tried to just give kind of an overview of the past couple of months, some stuff that's uh, coming up in the next couple months and some uh, good films that have uh, been released uh, recently. So some some yeah. recommendations there. And, uh, yeah, I got to talk about an early Hitchcock it's been a while since I've seen one you know I'd seen 39 steps and lady vanishes uh some time ago uh, a couple that I haven't a couple others that I haven't seen so it was nice to see an early Hitchcock there are some good ones yeah yeah that that is a good one um I like secret Asian I like young and innocent which is I don't know if those are the same year. Of course, the man who knew too much, which is uh I think that's before sabotage if I remember it is yeah I remember yeah one thing I learned from that episode is there are some really terrible Beastie Boys sabotage covers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny how Tim, you know, he included those terrible uh, covers rather than, you know, the song itself. But it, it might have been kind of appropriate, you know? Yeah, yeah, I maybe. Like <laughs> and and so. uh, maybe they're fine, but I, I guess because I, well, we use that uh, that song as our uh, Blogathon uh, theme song. So and, That's right. <laughs> and and it's, it's a song I, I'm fond of, so uh, maybe that that plays into my um did, my did you like my did you like my version of it cuz I did sing it for a second no, oh no. yeah yeah I, I, wait which, which segment was that in it was pretty bad i can't remember i i, I sang I, I think it was actually towards the beginning of the review i i, I sang the a couple of lines so it was it was awful it was terrible okay <laughs> you could take my word for it uh, you can sing yeah. it right now if you want I can't stand it. I know you planned it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. We just lost. Uh, Moving uh, on. <laughs> there's no way we can track this. So. 
<laughs> if you need to edit that out, Aaron, that's uh, that perfectly fine. I'm I'm good with that. Actually, I, I might edit out because I just realized I f- I'd forgotten to listen to the, the sabotage segment. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's still queued up. Oops. You know, I, I listen to Criterion One Hundred and One, uh, and I'm I'm not going to edit this out. Sorry, Tim, uh, but but I, I will uh, I will get uh, get to sabotage. I do like the movie. Um, yeah, one of the reasons is I, I've it's been a little while since I've seen it, so. Uh, I thought man, maybe I'll uh, revisit sabotage and then listen. So yeah, I mean like it's re-spoiled. it's less than eighty minutes long, so you know you certainly could. Yeah, and it's the prints aren't that great. I I, I really although I didn't watch the Hulu one. Um, I didn't I forgotten it was on Hulu or I would have uh, done that. But uh, the Amazon one was kind of soft. So and it's of course rumored to be coming from Criterion, uh, maybe in a early Hitchcock box set or some other uh, releases. So we'll we'll see. I. Yeah, actually, I, th- I thought the the um, Amazon one was Criterion. Um, doesn't it have the C on it? Oh, I don't. Re- I don't remember it coming up that way. Maybe I don't. It's I it's public domain, so so you might have just caught the uh, the wrong one. I I know for a fact it that it be. used to be on there, and you and there used to be the Lodger, and oh yeah, there there is one. It has the Criterion logo. Oh okay, I don't uh, remember it coming on when I watched it. That's interesting, but yeah, I, I may have just forgotten. You watched the wrong one. Could be. Yeah, yeah and there, there's lots of other ones out there. There's like there's there's versions on YouTube and uh, yeah, like you said, the public domain. Some pretty pretty poor uh, transfers out there. That's one of the tricky things with early Hitchcock is uh, you can see some really really ugly stuff. Uh, but that's why I'm waiting for Criterion. Yep, smart move. So shall we uh, get into a little bit of the the plain archive discussion? Um, you know, we. Did, uh, as we had mentioned, we did connect with Hyunhu Jang from Plain Archive. And uh, folks aren't familiar with them, maybe. Um, they are a distributor, like Aaron said, out of South Korea. Uh, they do a really great job. They have a few releases. Some of them are, they're certainly not your uh, typical multiplex Hollywood fair, but they are fairly known and popular releases uh, in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, and, that's um, fair. You know, and and Aaron and I, we we did check out a couple uh, of. Uh, I I think actually grabbed a, a few more even than I uh, I had Aaron, but uh, yeah, they they've got. I, I guess we should, could just throw out a few titles, but there's mm-hmm. um, um, I killed my mother, uh, which is the um, is that a that's a Xavier Dolan film, isn't it? It is, yes, yeah. and uh, the, mommy is coming out uh, soon as well. And and they they there's a, a Xavier Dolan box that that's coming out as well, but we don't have uh, much information about that yet. Right. And these do these do sell out quite a bit, uh, you know, because they they are very limited. Uh, I mm-hmm. think you know typically like you know five hundred to a thousand copies. There's the imitation game still available. I know Frank is out there. They've actually got Blue is the warmest color mm-hmm. and Two Days One Night. So a little overlap, overlap with uh, yeah. Criterion. Um, Ida. The, some, uh, the some actually, uh, well, a lot of times it's a, a limited to a thousand, but sometimes the U.S. version or the international versions, there's only like two, two hundred fifty. So often those sell out really, really quickly. And in fact, I've right. I've heard about a pre-order and I've gone to the website and it's been gone already. Uh, yeah, for the really popular yeah. titles, but uh, yeah, a- yeah I'd allocated, say they, allocated by you know, so like only you know, two hundred fifty uh, available uh, outside of uh, South Korea or right, yeah. 
Yeah. And, so, and they'll sell out within the within a day sometimes, I believe. Some, and uh, they go on sale Korean times, so often they will sell out by the time we wake up here in America. Hmm. <laughs> I think people set their alarms for, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is, three in the morning uh, and, sure. uh, and pre-order these things. Uh, they're, they're a little more expensive for us because we have to pay shipping. Uh, it's uh, Shipping's a little steep. Uh, so I, I bought, I think, four, and I have one on the way. I have uh, I, I killed my mother on the, on the way. Um, nice. Yeah, so, yeah they, they look great. They're, uh, I think the packaging really is spectacular, and that's uh, yeah. their focus. Um, yeah. It's really you have, beautiful. Do you have two or four? I have two, yes. I got the uh, uh, Ida, I believe it is, uh, the uh, the Polish film, um, Paulo, Paulo Kowski. Kalikowski, mm-hmm. sorry, and uh, I saw the devil um, uh, are the two that I picked up. So one's a slipcase, and uh, the I saw the devil is uh, Ida's the slipcase, and I saw the devil is a steelbook. Cool, just beautiful. Um, you know, and they are limited edition, as I mentioned, and they are numbered too. So they are, uh, yes, however many versions. Yeah, which is neat, and, and yeah, they, they have spine numbers and they have you know uh, ver- release numbers, which is is really neat. Yeah, yeah. I, I have um, actually I have. Ida, Ida, I guess a lot of people call it Ida, but I guess it is technically Ida. And I have uh, Frank, uh, because uh, Andrea and I have, you know, we have a, a little Frank story that maybe one day I'll tell here. Nice. Uh, and I have the Master, I have the, the Master Steelbook. And I have uh, Zero Dark Thirty, which is, uh, yeah, they do a lot of, uh, for American films, a lot of times they do like the Oscar fair. You you mentioned imitation That's game. A good point. Yeah, I remember Fox Catchers, one of them. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, there's there are others that just aren't coming to mind. Uh, well, the Wrestler, I think, was one. That yeah, that's that one sold out. Uh, only Lovers Left Alive. I think that one. Um, I actually I don't know if it's sold out quickly, but that one is uh, is sold out now. And uh, there's only one version of. Uh, you must have gotten the last. <laughs> there's one version <laughs> of Zero Dark Thirty available. The Steelbook. Still, um, yeah, the the master those I know those versions are are all sold out. So yeah, they they really are beautiful. And one thing I thought of with the pricing, they they are comparable in U.S. dollars to Criterion because they they average around between thirty and thirty five. You know, mm-hmm. which is close to the Criterion MSRP. It's just uh, the addition of the the shipping, uh, like you said. But right, and I, yeah. I think most of us when we think of Criterion. We don't think in terms of uh, $30. We think of you know, our half-off sales. We think of 20 the half-off. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or even even the Amazon price, which lately has been about $27 uh, you know, for new yeah. releases. But, uh, but yeah, and, and so we did speak with Hyun-Hoo uh, quite a bit, and and he did talk. Uh, now, he's an interesting guy. He he actually studied in Scotland and was a film buff uh, as, a, as a kid. Uh, so, you know, there's that might... I don't know if he uh, maintains the English Facebook page, but they do uh, maintain both English and uh, and Korean uh, distribution channels. And by the way, if you're if you want to get up on um, new releases, I think the best way to to handle that is to go to Facebook Plain Archive and just turn on notifications. That's yeah. what I what I've been doing, and I've been Same getting here. yeah. And uh, uh, so he he actually makes some films too as as a hobby. Uh, he did a, a short film, which I thought was kind of cute, or um, cute's not a good word, but uh, <laughs> interesting. Maybe. Yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a. It's called Gaze, and it was a experimental short. Uh, and he said that that was base basically because 
people, it, just a, a visual way of uh, showing that people spend too much time looking at their phones. So, mm. yeah, it's like the, the the only thing that they uh, they spend a long period of time looking at these days, rather than looking at the sky or something. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, when when I saw that, I, I remembered. Uh, uh, I was at MoMA in New York, and I remember walking downstairs into the lobby. And and so I had you know a, a twenty feet foot uh, view of uh, of below, and every single person was walking around on their phone. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, and pro- probably when I got down the stairs, I was probably one of them. <laughs> Turn it on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fit right in. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, yeah. he he's, he was a neat guy. Uh, had had some some to say. Uh, he did mention he's a Criterion fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, cer- and, you know, certainly uh, an, an influence, I think, uh, for Plain Archive with uh, with Criterion. Uh, you know, he mentioned how, uh, and we talked about the packaging, you know, the the steel book of uh, just the examples I have is is gorgeous. It's got a, an extra, um, I guess you call a little one quarter slip cover that also goes over it, and the uh, you know the Eda is uh, it's kind of it's like similar to a Criterion um, case with a very nice booklet envelope inside and slip cover yes um, so I, you know it really stands out with the the um, the absence of booklets in the the Criterion releases it was really nice to look inside these and see that uh, you know we, we know that the artwork looks good we know the packaging looks nice on the shelf but also to see just the the TLC uh, inside the, the the cover too, uh, yeah, it was very nice, and and I watched the master just to just to see what it looks like. Uh, you know, pretty much, I I purchased all these knowing that we were going to speak with Hyun Hu, um, yep. and and it looked, I mean, it looked just as I remember it, very very. I mean, the master looks pretty good anyway. Yeah, yeah, these are all. I mean, I both both looked uh, looked great that I I had watched too. I I think especially uh, I saw the devil really really popped. So it's a nice. Uh, Nice version. So, yeah. yeah and they, I, what else did we get? He also, he, yeah, he talked about the, the geographic location of bed and how, um, you know, that he does, uh, the booklets are English friendly, which was nice. Did notice mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they're both. So, yeah. It's nice to see. Yeah. I, I, I really think it's interesting. You know, we, we think about, we've talked a lot last episode about Region B and buying, uh, uh, you know, European products. And mm. right now, Criterion is, has actually, as of yesterday, officially went, uh, overseas to the UK, uh, so you know it, it really is for physical media now. It, it's becoming a global market. You know, people buy region yeah. region free players. So, I guess just that that part really makes me uh, interested in in Plain Archive because they um, they are a Korean. You know, and Asian is is very different than Western. You know, the East and the West are, are very you know, different alphabet. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very much so. So, so I think it's interesting that they market to the West, and actually, and and these are region free, by the way, too. So they're they're not region locked like Masters of Cinema, um, right? Well, some of them are. Like I, I noticed, uh, like I saw the Devil is region free, but uh, um, the uh, Ida is region A. But you know, like like Japan, um, it is. Uh, if you buy a Japanese disc, uh, it is region A, just like the U.S., which is nice. Oh, okay. So I do have a, I've got a few of, uh, you know, like the David Lynch ones, a few Japanese releases. So it's, that's a nice thing about buying from like, uh, you know, Amazon Japan or, you know, from Plain Archive. If it is not region free, it's, it's region A. You know, I, cool. I, 
I tried one time to buy from Amazon Japan, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't want to. I, I just couldn't figure out the page to, to get oh, there yeah. to process. Yeah. And you know, you you, you learn Amazon's. Uh, you know, I, I can do it in any European language fine. Uh, too too right. well, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I, I I think I think I got through it once without the translate option on. But the, I think the when I. <laughs> The uh, the big order I put in for the Lynch stuff I I, I had to translate I couldn't <laughs> figure mm. out what was going on I think I even tried to translate and I had trouble with that but it was probably for the best because you know who needs to spend <laughs> more, more money, money? <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so yeah back to Hyun Hu and uh, Plain Archive uh, you know I, I think the spy numbers uh, you know he didn't specifically say that oh we we stole you know spine numbers from Criterion or we borrowed or were influenced, but I, I think that's probably pretty clear uh, that, you yeah. know, and, and they're not the only ones, you know, Masters of Cinema have done Masters that. Masters of Cinema, sure. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's other ones. It, I mean, when you get to these boutique labels like this, it just, it, it enhances the collectability of it, and, you know, right. people with this obsessive personality for collecting like we are, you put a spine number on it, we gotta get it. <laughs> that's exactly so. it, and, uh, and, and he yeah. even... Uh, uh, he he mentioned that they have criterions at the office and that he owns criterions. So you know, even in a place like South Korea, it's they're not, you know, a lot of people might not know Plain Archive here, but Criterion right. is, is has a pretty uh, good global repu- reputation. So. Yeah, certainly. You know, and, and I know you know Ryan and uh, Brian have talked about Plain Archive on actually they were the, that was the first place I'd heard heard about them on uh, off the shelf. So it seems like they're they're you know, making, I mean, some folks are aware and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're probably expanding their, their footprint, which is nice to see. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's something to, to say for, um, you know, it's with, with films like this and, you know, again, with our personality, um, I think it, it really, with the way that they package uh, these items and it goes with, you know, labels like Criterion too, of course, it makes worth owning a film uh, that much richer and, and yeah. seemingly worthwhile. You know, you've mm-hmm. got something on your shelf that's, um, you can really, I, I think, be proud of. So it's some really nice product that they put out there for sure. And yeah, and, and this is my second version of the master that I bought, but I, I just love that movie nice. and I loved the packaging. And yeah. and now that I and and of course it wasn't sold out. Uh, this this cover wasn't. I think some other covers are are sold out. Yeah. Uh, or this was a, a steel book that was. Um, so yeah, I I want to get rid of my old one. <laughs> I don't need. I know, right? Longer. I almost did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I I, <laughs> I smell a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants the master? Yeah, I don't think we're yeah. gonna do a, a Scientology themed uh, giveaway. That we might hear from some <laughs> lawyers, but uh, so. Uh, Nice. But but they, they're a pretty young company. I they only have I, I think uh, I I didn't count, but I think twenty something, maybe t- around twenty five spines so far. I think uh, so yeah, yeah, some somewhere around there. I I did see there was a uh, someone on YouTube that did uh, post a uh, he has the the complete collection. So if you want to see it, it, it does look pretty nice. Oh cool! Uh, if you do a, a search for that on uh, on YouTube, but yeah, I think right now to collect them all, it would be pretty. Uh, cost prohibitive because I, I have seen some yeah. eBay prices are uh, you know if you think the the Korean prices are high, the eBay prices are even higher. So yeah, I know some uh, some of them at least are pushing uh, hundred to hundred. I, I think like Melancholy I saw was like all you know C note plus. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. almost like Criterion out of print uh, prices. Uh, and yeah. One day might uh, as as they expand and grow, it might get there. Uh, so yeah, Certainly. and they they're gonna do their first box set w- w- as Xavier Dolan, and um, 
and they they told us that or Hyunwoo told us that uh, they were going to do a Leos Carex uh, box set yeah. at, at one point, including Holy Motors. Have you seen Holy Motors? I have. I'm a fan <laughs> of Leos Carex. Yeah, it's, since I, that film. Yeah. That's the only one I've seen. Uh, crazy film, but I, I love it. I, it's it was yes. such a riot. Um, I'll never look at a Leprechaun again <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> no, <laughs> kind of similar to the the Michelle uh, uh, Robert E. Lee thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and that that scene's really what caused that that uh, really the, the reason that um, he um, Hyunwoo had talked to us talked to us uh, again via email about they tried to put that together, but you know due to censor, censorship reasons for that uh, very scene is why um, they couldn't uh, release it. So right, the Korea media media rating board uh, didn't yeah. give him the rating. So I. I I guess uh, yep. he, he said that they accept violence on the screen, but they are—they're not so great with sex. Uh, yep. sound, sound familiar? <laughs> Sounds like maybe the country we live in. Yep. Yep. So I so they unfortunately some titles are not uh, readily available. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the ones we talked about on the Gross Out episode uh, would not would not fly in um, in uh, yeah. South Korea. Yeah. Sounds like there's uh, there uh, Sicarios we know is coming and Old Boy uh, should be coming too. So that that would be uh, uh, one I might might have to grab. Yeah, and I think that Old Boy is one. Actually, actually, I'd say both of them are probably ones that'll sell out pretty quickly. So yeah, uh, yeah good point. Yeah. Old Boy might be one to wake up. Uh, no, he didn't tell us release dates. He just told us that these are coming. Uh, but he he yeah. said they're working on a lot of things. Uh, they, put new stuff on up all the time. Uh, they had a, an Indian film I, I wasn't familiar with. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen that either. Uh, Om Shanti Om? Yeah, Om Shanti Om. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and Becoming Jane, uh, that's one I haven't seen either, but I, I think I've heard about it. But a lot of different, a hmm. lot of variety. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you could you could pick and choose, uh, <laughs> obviously, which ones you, you want to want to grab but uh Ernest and Celestine I know that was one that uh, Ryan had picked up right an animated film so it's it's nice and you know I, I haven't seen that one so I, I maybe I'll yeah, me neither I, I'm not gonna get I, probably for for these I'm not gonna blind buy them but but it's a carry on old boy I could see myself getting yeah yeah I might, might have to to do the same we we did uh, we asked him um Hyunhu what his favorite releases were and uh, he said uh, he, he did like the master um, you know, Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, what's not to like. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and getting uh, his signature, he said, was a highlight. So that's uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah. That's that's so. neat. I, I can I can uh, identify uh, with that yeah. fanboy. I, I would be just as excited, if not more so. Uh, oh, and he, yeah. he said his favorite color, or co- color, <laughs> I don't know his favorite color. His favorite cover was uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't know if it's if I have the same one. I, I, I should have asked him uh, which because I think there's two or three different ones. I, I was looking at that. Yeah, it's almost it's it's just uh like the uh, different color even I think because there's the steel book and the keep case is really the same artwork, uh, but it's whether it's more of a grayish or a brownish. And uh, the steel book is the gray, not out of print, which I think is the one that you bought right. with the slipcase. And then uh, the the brown is uh you know is out of print or sold it, out I should say it is beautiful I, I will say yeah. uh, it is just a gorgeous release so I, in fact all the covers I mean even the simple ones like uh, Two Days One Night uh, are, are good looking uh, yeah. even though that's really just uh, you know a, a gray canvas and Marion Cotillard so um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that might have something to do with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to be sexist there. So uh so anyway anyway, I, I it was interesting making that connection with Hyun Hu and and seeing how they how they uh they function. Um you know, they're a small company. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of these boutique labels you'd be surprised they are small companies. Uh but they're they're yeah. challenged too, you know. Uh, he actually asked us about streaming uh, media and and you know I, what we thought about it, and um, yeah, and I think you brought up that Netflix is has just come out in Korea, and uh, you do kind of wonder, you know, they're fighting the same battles that physical media is here. Uh, yeah, uh, and he he was he thought that they would they would no doubt survive even if Blu-rays go away, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's t- tough to to say. I mean, I I really the it's such a, a changing landscape. I mean, it just feels like there are people uh, like the maybe the people listening to this podcast and the you know the two of us that will want to keep this this thing going. Um, and you know, just even talking about these these releases. I mean, I, I don't know. I'll be curious to to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It. It I, I really just on the fence as to to where things are going to go. Are we truly going to to lose um, holding something in our our hands? You know, it was you know I, I had a discussion uh, actually just recently about box sets, uh, and this is like you know with music, and I was thinking like you know we don't see music box sets anymore. Like you used to get vinyl yeah. and you know CDs. I'm like, well, if you buy if you bought a box set, what would you get? You know, you get a box set with a piece of paper in it with a digital code that you could you know. Uh, um, you know, enter the code and get your download your digital digital music. It's just not the same. So, yeah, I don't it's know. funny you mention that because I I've actually bought box box set music uh, from Amazon or where whatever uh, digital because it's less expensive and more tracks. So, uh, but yeah. I I remember you know back when we bought the the actual box sets they were pretty expensive uh, and you know for lots of tracks but still <laughs> very expensive. They were more gift items, but right. yeah. Yeah. I I do kind of wonder. Yeah, it, it, there there is something about holding something in your hand, putting it on your shelf. You know that appeals to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you know, I we were around for vinyl, and vinyl went away. The the tapes, CDs came, and I I think CDs are, you know, I think they're going quicker than than physical movies. But vinyl came back. Yeah. So uh, so physical media, may, you know, maybe if it's if it's a you know presentation like plain archive, maybe there's still a uh, life for it uh, going forward. I mean, I it seems like a lot of these labels are doing very well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for you know being able to support, like I, I think of like a Twilight Time being able to support selling three thousand you know copies at a, a at a time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly consolidated into there's still the demand for this, and it's consolidated mm-hmm. in, into the the labels that we support. You know, like your Flickr alleys and your your Criterions. But uh, yeah, it it makes me wonder. Um, you know, if Aaron, if vinyl came back, does that mean we're gonna see film canisters come back and we're gonna start <laughs> collecting those? And um, uh, only Quentin will. <laughs> oh he, yeah, actually, he Good still point. does. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it, we'll it, it is interesting. What I, I guess we'll we'll pay attention in the next five ten years, and hopefully we'll still be talking about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, and I, but I'm pretty sure actually Twilight Time is a great example because they are doing extremely well, uh, and I and they keep on 
you know, they just had a sale. Uh, in fact, yeah. they have a sale going on right now. And, and I, actually, we, we th- I think we're going to talk about Twilight Time a little more on another episode. So, um, so maybe we should shelve that. But, uh, but yeah, there's Flickr Alley is another one where they, they're a small spine number, mm-hmm. spine number, small. yeah, yeah. They they sell direct. Uh, I mean, you can buy their stuff from Amazon, but you're not going to get a, a big discount for it. Uh, and, and in fact, I yeah. think sometimes the opposite's been true that you get a better price direct from yeah. them. It, if if you buy it early too from them, you know it is it tends to be cheaper, like pre order or just after it comes out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, it was interesting, uh, and yeah, I, I thought it was quite a discussion we had with uh, Hu and I, I think. Uh, I'm I'm definitely a, a customer. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. We're we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we spent our money. <laughs> uh, so we'll anyway, spend more. so even though he couldn't be on the podcast, uh, uh, it it was you know it was great to talk to him. So I guess thank you, Hyun Hu, for unofficially joining the show uh, and uh, yes. reaching out to us and uh, and chatting with us. And hopefully, hopefully we can do that again. But. Uh, yeah, that's Plain Archive. Yeah. Appreciate the time. Yeah, folks, definitely check out Plain Archive, uh, plainarchive.com if you want to check them out. And uh, like Aaron said, follow them on Facebook to uh, find out about their upcoming releases. Definitely recommend it. And we'll put uh, all these links in the show notes. And I, I, I'm not sure if we left anything out from our conversation, but if we did, I'll, I'll put some of that in the show notes as well. I, I guess I'll, I'll find out later. <laughs> cool. Nice. So, uh, you know, we... we uh, uh, posted well you had posted a new movie list and do you want to talk about the movie list a little bit Aaron kind of that project yeah and, and yeah actually that's a that's a good idea um, as you might remember about uh, six months ago I was blogging <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of started doing a podcast and stopped uh, but w- one of the I'm, things I'm glad I, you started that podcast thing I just, yeah I you know, want to throw that out there I, I think it worked out yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, one thing I was doing, and, and this goes back a ways, I, I won't go too long here, but uh, I, I used to be, a, uh, I guess, an amateur film critic. Uh, this is going for way, way far away. You, you can look me up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I do have a Rotten Tomatoes page. I think I probably have 20, 30 reviews on there. I don't, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. From around 2005, 2006. But I, I kept in touch with a lot of uh, fellow critics, uh, you know, some amateur, some pro, a, a couple of whom have uh, have gone on to um, to become more more popular these days. Uh, but we have like a little niche group, and we just do little film film geek projects. And you know, this has probably been since really the last ten fifteen years. Uh, yeah, probably closer to fifteen. Hmm. One of the projects we've been undertaking is going through movies year by year. But rather than go uh, sequentially, what we do is we go. by decade uh, by the trailing year so if it's 66 then the next one will be 56 and then 46 36 and then back we then go to 2007 and so forth Um, Mm. so we're actually close to done we're we're in the eights now we're we're probably going to finish this at the around the close of the year so, so anyway, I if you look at criterionblues.com and you click on lists, you'll see a lot of my my list. I was blogging and I I put little you know paragraph uh, two about the year uh, and maybe about like, explaining my tastes. But uh, and you'll notice I stopped doing that <laughs> uh, about three, four, five, six months ago. I, I can't remember. Go when. figure. <laughs> kind of coincides with the start of this podcast. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I think it's been about maybe four or five lists I, I, I ago I, I stopped. Um, oh, yeah. 
and so what I just started doing is I started putting them on Letterbox, and I I just I, I think I put three or four on, uh, and eighty eight was the one I put on, and uh, when we were t- talking about s- some things to talk about, <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, and and you know, as movie fans, uh, movie fans tend to do like lists, so it, we uh, love lists, yeah. <laughs> certainly uh plays into that so and also yeah. i think looking at one year is is interesting a year at a time is interesting to just look at uh, film in the in its own context and yeah. I, I think i've come to appreciate film more by looking at it that way because you know i, I think about where films stand in you know, movements and uh you know uh, and 88 is on the that's during the blockbuster 80s and right before the the big independent movement movement of the 90s for american film um yeah uh, but there were also you know there's some good animated films uh, ghibli uh, um and i should mention that you did a, a top 20 list as well i did yeah i i did keep it to to 20 i don't know i just uh, narrowed it down but uh, you know looking at your list though aaron i you wouldn't know that uh um, 1988 was really, you know, part of the <laughs> the big 80s, so to speak, for for film, based on the ones that uh, you chose. But you know, it does reflect your your tastes. And, although there, <laughs> you know, there are I, I say that though. But if you look at some of the the later ones, and of course, we'll we'll link to this. Some of them are uh, a little bit lower on your list, but they did make uh, the top of uh, of 88. So yeah, I, no, I would say not, some of the just mainstream. not you know the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so. oh, that's that's me. That's who I am. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. I, I think I had Roger Rabbit uh, on my list, and uh, I know you had Big on your list. Uh, I think I did towards the end, if I remember. And uh, yeah, uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I, Beetlejuice was there. I think we both had uh, we both had Rain Man. Uh, did make it, and we had some crossover with uh, little Clive Barker. Hellbound Hellraiser Two made both our lists. That is so. a guilty pleasure, uh, but <laughs> yes. I, I'd say that's a, definitely a mainstream film, uh, and I, yeah. I did enjoy revisiting that from Arrow. Uh, and there are a lot of Criterion's actually, since we are technically a Criterion cast um, and on Criterion cast. Yeah. But uh, my number one was uh, Unbearable Lightness of Being, which I have you seen that? I haven't. That's why I wasn't on my list. So it's a nice. Okay. Gotta gotta check it out sometime. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, I was about to say it's 1988, but duh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I think is it Alan Parker directed that, but it's based on a Milan Kundera novel. I don't know if you know him, but he's he's uh, no. Polish, uh, kind of gets into philosophical, uh, and out of print from Criterion too, a DVD only, but uh, but out of print. I said uh, Alan Parker. It's Philip Kaufman. How could I Kaufman. forget that? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. And it has uh, Daniel Day Lewis and uh, Juliet Binoche. So, Binoche. Uh, and it has yeah. uh, Lena Olin. Uh, it's but it's it has a little bit of history too. It's uh, and a little bit of sensuality, a little bit of history. It's set during the uh, when the, the I guess the Russian Spring is is that they called it when when the Russians took over uh, Prague or Prague Spring. Mm-hmm. I guess it was called. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's an interesting movie, um, and I think you had what you have is your your number one, Grave of the Fireflies. That was a a fairly recent watch too. I I'd only seen it probably two years ago for the first time, and yeah, just I, I, as folks that have seen it uh, can probably attest, it destroyed me. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's proudly on uh, proudly there number one. You know the, the theme that I noticed uh, the most here. I did have some criterions, of course, too, but. Uh, the how much how much of uh, animation 
made my list. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't even have Roger Rabbit on here for uh, top 20. It's just not one I've seen for a long time, and I, I don't didn't really take to. But, yeah, I've got Grave of the Fireflies, number one, My Neighbor Totoro, number three, which is partially – I think it's great, but it's also partially a family pick because it's my my uh, oh, it's... my kid's favorite uh, Ghibli film. Yeah, I, I love it. It's fantastic. And in fact, I, I think I had it lower than I wanted to, but I, I noticed mm. that I felt my top ten was, were strong. So I, I I was very much so. Yeah, yeah. Totoro is just a fun movie to watch. Uh, it's actually, I think, tonally almost opposite Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, th- there's a bit of it in there, but yeah, it's yeah. But uh, and then yeah, Akira made made both of our lists too. I think it was my looking at it number uh, seven. So yeah, a lot of uh, animation there. Yeah, and again, tonally tonally very different than uh, <laughs> than uh, well Either than Totoro. May, maybe more in the Grave of the Fireflies, uh, and and more like a, I don't know superheroish kind of or I, I don't know. It, that's that one almost uh, defies labeling. I think it does. Yeah, very sci-fi. Very it's yeah. yeah violent of course but oh sure yeah so yeah yeah for criterions uh thin blue line the vanishing uh, last temptation of christ uh dead ringers De- dead uh, ringers out of print but jeremy irons is criterion well that's one of my favorite performances um yes yeah agreed i had both a short filling film about killing and a short film about love i think you just had love yeah, I haven't seen killing so i've seen the decalogue but not the the film version so i didn't include it but it, it would be there, I'm sure, otherwise. I did have, for Criterion, I had How to Get Ahead in Advertising uh, at a print DVD. but haven't like seen that. it, uh, but I've seen With Noel and I, which is, uh, I, th- I think, that is that 87, but same director? And, uh, yes, yeah, that sounds w- right. A lot of drinking on that one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you also had, uh, can we pronounce this correctly? Pawakatsi? I, I cannot pronounce that correctly. <laughs> I, I can <laughs> pronounce close, uh, I know, Ko- Koyakatsuki uh, is the, uh, the, is that right? Koyakatsi? Koyakatsu? I don't know. I, I always go Skatsi, but yeah, I don't know. I, I probably missed a syllable <laughs> there somewhere. Uh, so yeah, it's fun making lists. And actually, I've, I've since yeah. done a, a 78 list, uh, which is, uh, which was interesting because that's sort of the end of the American New Wave, uh, you know, the, the post Jaws era, you know, the post Star yeah. Wars era. So they're, oh yeah, yeah, uh, and and I've already revisited, you know, the years preceding it. So uh, or visited, I should say. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's interesting to have fewer blockbusters on the list because I think they just weren't as good. I I, I could my memory might not be uh, great about that, and I I didn't pull that list up ahead of time, but. Right. Uh, yeah, and doing these lists, it's not like we're going back and watching all these movies. I mean, some of them we probably haven't seen for, you know, 20, 30 years even. But, you know, it is it is what it is. So, Aaron, we had the can lineup announced just recently, um, just, just a few days ago. Uh, and folks uh, kind of excited about this one. Uh, this is one of the big film festivals, if not the biggest, uh, every mm-hmm. year, I would say. So we've got this to look forward to. I understand it's a little bit of an early announcement for them, too, because it's uh, the festival isn't until May. It's May 11th through the 22nd. And uh, so I, you know, I wasn't always sure how early the uh, announcements would come, but uh, it, this this is, I guess, a little bit early. I, I know from the Vermont International Film Festival, a lot of times it's only like two weeks before mm-hmm. um, when the program will come out, so it is a, a little early. But yeah, I think yeah, anything that stood out to you for I think, this, I think they like to generate buzz. But but I was curious. Yeah. Last year I checked, and they announced on April sixteenth, 
and and then they announced the Canon so Classics later. on April 29th, I think. So uh, so we, we can expect that in the next uh, week or two, hopefully. That's right. I forgot about that. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of big time directors, uh, or big time auteur directors, and a lot yeah. a lot of them with Criterion connections. I, I've you know some not in the collection, but rumored, and some in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's. Very possible there are three, four releases, maybe more in this in this batch. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I I, I had the exact same feeling and thought. I mean, because we've got uh, Almodovar, uh, Asias is the latest, uh, the Darden brothers, you know, uh, all possible. Yeah. Two from Jarmouche uh, film and uh, the documentary about the Stooges. Ken Loach is another one. I, and I just I highlighted these. Christian Munju. Um, that's Jeff Nichols was one, but you know I, I I don't know if we'll ever see him in the in the collection. But yeah, he's he's more yeah. one of the new uh, tours, so I, I think maybe needs a little time. Uh, you know, I, I could see maybe one day him getting the uh, the uh, Bombac slash Anderson, or maybe I should say Anderson slash Bombac treatment. <laughs> oh yeah, but, uh, yeah, that would be nice. There's also Andrea Arnold. Uh, she did Fish Tank. Yeah, she's she has oh, a yeah. film in there. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Carita has a film in. Um, in the uncertain regard competition, and I, I, I'm sure I said that very wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it sounded good. But yeah, yeah, it's funny the 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 names, the directors, uh, most in the uncertain regard, I did not recognize. But that's and there's you know, a, it just didn't bubble up. There's a Paul Verhoeven. There's a Sean Penn. <laughs> so yeah, Sean Penn. There's Spielberg. Yeah, interesting. The Verhoeven uh, star is Isabella Hubert too. So that was uh, nice to see. Cool, cool. So, so yeah, surprised to see that. I would not be surprised. I, I think the Dardens is almost a given coming to the right. collection, and I I think the uh, the Assayas is very possible. You know, we have Clouds of Sils Maria coming up. Uh, we have uh, Summer Hours. Uh, I'm, uh, we Carlos. have Carlos. Carlos, a yep. big one. I think just those three. I think. Sounds right. I feel like we're forgetting one, but <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll fact check ourselves later. Uh, yeah. And then uh, uh, Christian Mionju, uh, Mionju. Correct me. I think Mark. it's Mionju. I think it's Mionju. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah. Well, we know that four weeks. I'm sorry, four months, three weeks, two days. Two days is come. I mean, we we don't know, but it was a pretty strong hint uh, from the Apu release. Yeah. And uh, then uh, what's his other? There's another one. Uh, the Beyond the Hills Beyond has the Hills. been, um, you know, really uh, considered. I keep waiting for that. I'm just surprised it hasn't come to the collection yet. But that's yeah. And he has a phantom page, sometime. so I, I think sometime right. there will, will be something from him. Uh, I, and, and I haven't seen the latter film, uh, uh, Beyond the Hills. So I, I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. It's 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 a good one. I I definitely. I mean. Uh, Six months, four months, five months is is a better <laughs> film, but uh, uh, Beyond the Hills is is definitely worth your time. And there's probably something in here that will come to the collection that we don't know yet. You know, I mean, yep. there's no buzz on these films. We just have names and maybe some synopsises. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I I don't have the list of last year's can in front of me. But uh, I don't. Did Phoenix play there? Maybe or I don't remember. That could be. Yeah. But. Uh, Maybe not, uh, maybe not last year, but maybe like the two fourteen can, uh, twenty fourteen can, twenty thirteen. Right. Sure there's there's probably two or three uh, criterions. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. I mean, the, these films are often showing early, and sometimes they come later this year. Sometimes it's not till the next year, even later. So that's you know it's really early, early kind of look. But 
Yeah, and I, I'm excited to see. I'm a Nicholas Winding Refn fan, so I, I like that trailer for the Neon Demon. Looking forward to seeing that. I mean, Elle Fanning, Keanu Reeves, Christina Hendricks. Um, so it's uh, looking forward to that. For yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a lot I'm looking forward to, and just out of curiosity, I pulled up 2014, and we had, uh, we had Clouds of Sils Maria. Speaking of Assayas, nice. And we had two days, one night. Speaking of the Dardens, there we go. And then we yeah, had they're oh, like staples. Yeah, <laughs> then we had uh, you know, Mommy, uh, that you know, Goodbye to Language, uh, Maps to the Stars, Foxcatcher, mm. Leviathan. You know, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd say Leviathan's Criterion-ish, but you know, didn't get. Didn't, didn't come get out. The, the treatment, yeah. Uh, Force Majeure, or Majeure. Yeah, another one didn't get the Criterion treatment, but yeah, good film. Salt of the Earth, uh, Vendors, which maybe could because, you know, down, oh, yeah. down the road. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's 2014 can. We're talking about 16, but I, I guess we'll see uh, down the road. But uh, Yeah, we'll, it just takes a little time. And, uh, yeah, last year, Son of Saul won uh, the best Oscar, and it— I think it won like a jury pri- a special prize, and even though it's not Criterion, it seems to be that kind of, you know, a Criterion lovers' film. So, yeah, certainly Criterion-y. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I think you'd mentioned that you slipped in there too. The uh, Steven Spielberg and a film by uh, Notice to Jodie Foster. So it'd be interesting to see a yeah directorial from her. Yeah, the BFG is what uh, I guess that's based on a Roald Dahl book. So I I, I don't know it, uh, but I don't either. Yeah, uh, I I don't think a Sp- Steven Spielberg's coming to the collection, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> probably not. Never know. Uh, at least not yet. Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, I would love to see one, but and uh, of course it's uh, I think the um, uh, what do they call him the moderator uh, or the 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 leader or the juror the grand juror or whatever <laughs> is uh, yes. George Miller of Mad Max Fury Road and and lots of That's other right. things uh, so yeah I'm curious his tastes I I think he he definitely has an art house taste uh, yeah it's he he, he must uh, I don't know you, you know Aaron we got to take this show on the road sometime and do it from uh, from Cannes don't you think I'm down with that let's Live do cast. it let's Live do cast. it yeah <laughs> um, yeah it'd be fun. So, so anyway, I, I, it's worth mentioning can, and uh, we'll we'll see see what it yields. Yeah. So why don't you know as we like to do? Why don't we kind of close the show out with a couple of short takes of some some films that uh, we've been watching? Um, so uh, I will, Aaron. I'll kick it to you. I'm curious to see what you're going to bring up for a short take. I'm I'm just going to say that I have well, I have three, but the, I'm going to start with a negative one. And then a positive one, and then I'm not sure about the third one. But, oh, but cool. I, I like that. I, I think mine's going to be the same. So, Well, go cool. go ahead. I'm kicking it back to you. <laughs> All right, then. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll start with a negative. Uh, I saw The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, and I have not quite been on board with this series from the beginning. Uh, I liked Catching Fire. I, I kind of caught fire with uh, the series with that film. Um, I haven't disliked them, the films, but I just, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't put my finger on it, but, um, I like, I, I, I swear maybe they just don't spend enough time with the, uh, the themes and, um, I mean, the acting is fine. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, th- this is a series about information, control, you know, message manipulation um, are, you know, some of those interesting themes that I, I think sometimes get lost. And just all I'll say about, you know, part two is it's just, I think it it's a bit plodding and dull. Uh, it may be the worst of all the, the films, unfortunately, even. Um, 
this one is just uh, overall this series I think is a bit plotting and dull, especially with this one. And I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of the the endings. And I'll say endings mm. because there's there's more than one. Hey. So yeah, unfortunately, um, it's again it's not a bad film. I just I don't know. I, I liked Catching Fire enough, but uh, otherwise, not the greatest series to me. Yeah, I, I like the first one as well. Uh, and then I watched the second one, and I said, I've seen this movie before. Actually, I've seen it uh, twice because of Battle Royale. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, much better film. Much yeah. better film, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I thought it was okay, the first one. and the, I, I thought the first one was actually good. For a well, Catching Fire is actually the second one, which I I think actually is a, a bit better. Uh, and maybe I guess what sticks in my head is the uh, the ending. You know, it's yeah, almost that, that one I didn't like. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the very very it's, first. It's one almost. I liked. It's almost like uh, it, it is. It, it is kind of the same the same movie uh, between the two. You know, and it does change, but you know, uh, with Mockingjay one and two. But yeah, I don't know. It's I don't quite get the the love for the for the series. I don't think you're in the minority. Actually, I think a lot of people were let down by that by the way that that series uh, resolved. And after the second yeah. one, I was out, and I I'm not back in. Mm. So, yeah. All right. Well, my yeah. mine is uh, our my good friend from Apple. Well, may he rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Mm. I actually had very very high hopes because you know, well, I'm not a huge Aaron Sorkin fan, but I I, I loved the Social Network. Uh, not a huge Danny Boyle fan, but I loved Train Spotting and you know maybe a couple others. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I like Fassbender, you know Kate Winslet. But I, yeah, I, I'm I'm on a, a MacBook right now. Uh, I have a iPad here. I have another Apple one user. downstairs. I have an Apple TV in front of me. <laughs> so uh, I was the audience, I think. Um, but the thing, and I've read the book too. Uh, uh. The uh, the the book it was based on it it was just very very i i well they they uh, have you seen it i haven't well yeah uh, i mean the the negative reviews i would have seen it by now if not for the negative reviews i think oh i including thought, yours <laughs> i thought the reviews were pretty positive I, I know it didn't do well in the box office yeah one thing I, most i mean most people that i've talked to haven't been fans but yeah it may just be who i've heard Actually, I think the writing was the problem in in that mm. he he they tried to write a lot of drama into these four uh, unveiling events. I mean, you, you remember? I'm sure you've seen the keynotes uh, about the iPhones and well, they don't get to mm-hmm. iPhones, but uh, you know, iMacs and and uh, and there was the Macintosh. It begins with uh, 1984, uh, mm. but they stuff so much into these uh, little you know the, like the 20 minutes before Jobs goes on stage. Uh, and and they still have characters too. You know, they have the same characters come back, uh, and and you know, it's of course all fictitious, but and it's all too convenient too. And mm. I, I just think it, they could have done better with uh, a, a biopic. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I, I kind of wonder if the Ashton Ashton Kutcher one is better. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I actually gave this uh, uh, I think three out of ten. I, I really didn't like it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I saw like a one or one and a half stars on Letterbox. So yeah. which is three? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, the the my favorite performance was actually Seth Rogen as uh, Steve Wozniak, mm. which was a surprise because the other two were uh, Oscar nominated. But yeah, wow. Yeah, sorry, I'm prob- probably going to get some hate for that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I know. I, I can't remember who, but I know at least uh, one of the hosts on the Wrong Real podcast is a big fan. So maybe you'll hear from him. I can't remember which. But. J- I think it's James. And we, is it James? we oh, joked James. that we have to uh, obligatory <laughs> mention him. <laughs> yeah. There you go, so James. So here we are, and, James. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's going to be down with this one. <laughs> no. Sorry, James. I don't like this mention, but <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get in a, a Steve Jobs debate because <laughs> of this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, very cool. Yep, Twitter debate. What's your next one? Well, the next one was, actually was a rewatch, and I, I wanted to bring this one up because uh, I did like it better as I expected on rewatch, which was Ex Machina. Uh, I think it was my number eleven or twelve film of 2015, and I felt like it was tailor made for me, and it should have been. Um, number, you know, top five material for me. But just the first watch, I don't know if it was the hype machine. I just didn't, I wasn't quite on board. And there were some dialogue pieces like, uh, um, I, I don't know, I just didn't, Domhnall Gleeson, everyone's raving about him this year. Still not a fan. Uh, you know, Star Wars to this film, he's he's not bad. He's mm-hmm. just kind of a, a bit of a, a wet blanket for me. And he, in this movie, I don't know if it's the writing, you know, but that, that, uh, that one line where you know it's saying uh, that's the history of gods. I just uh, yeah, it, it just you know makes me cringe. But second watch, it's a good. I, I like this film a lot. I mean the performance from Alicia Vikander, um, and you know I I like Oscar Isaac. I think is just great. I mean he's um, one of my favorites. I, I liked him in um, well, I think it was from last year, 2014, the most violent year. But uh, come on, Nat, you liked him dancing. Admit it. Uh, that was <laughs> was great. Such a great scene. <laughs> it you know, is. It, yeah. it really hit me uh, that much better this time again for whatever reason. So, yeah, it's it's a good film. I, I think it does uh, in, get better, hold up on repeat viewings. Um, ending is 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 good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it could have even ended sooner, but I do like where it went. And uh, you know that just the not to talk too much about the ending but uh, i'll just mention um the knife and it's just so something about that knife in this film it just reminds me of i i, I almost i was thinking of like De palma and i couldn't i couldn't quite back up where you know that came from you know it being like a De palma thriller but uh yeah. i don't know i've got to work through that a little bit but ex machina um didn't love it the first time liked it better the second time glad i bought the blu-ray interesting because i i had uh similar take the first time you know i i liked it but i i mean people were head over i mean it won an oscar for best special effects that's yeah uh, but yeah. And it was an early release earlier in the year and uh and it, it held on um so I, yeah I, I maybe the 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 buzz was too much for me to um yeah, to really for me yeah so yeah but I, I haven't rewatched it so uh, interesting. Uh, I, I'm with you it. on uh, Dom, Donald Gleason. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's a great guy, but kind of does play the schlub. And uh, and we mentioned yeah. Frank earlier from uh, Plain Archive. You know, I, I actually thought he was the weakest part of that, and he was really the protagonist. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what it is. He he's better. I think he's a little better in The Revenant, but. Um, you know, the, I, I think I mentioned it before. The best performance I've seen him in is kind of a romantic comedy in uh, About Time. So, you know, decent, decent. Uh, you know, date date film if you want to check it out. That's Tom Gleason. Cool. Well, I, I probably won't watch that one, take. but the Red Revenant just arrived today, and that'll be that's a, a, a blind buy. So, all nice. right. Well, my rave. How about you? Uh, speaking of Fastbender, actually not speaking of Fastbender, my movie is Shame, but not that not that one. <laughs> it's the uh, 1968 Bergman Shame. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, seen it? 
Yes. Yeah, not not that long ago, too. Really? The, uh, the MGM, I, I've got the MGM DVD, but it's out of print. It is. I would love to see that this come out on Criterion. Uh, mm. Of course, you know, I've seen a lot of Bergman, Bergman films. You know, they're very heady. They're very... Uh, some they're very dark uh actually some some are light some of the earlier ones are light but uh this one is but a a lot of times they're they're introspective you know there's usually some narration but it's not like a uh you you wouldn't call it like a plot driven movie you know they're more uh i guess their motifs you know it's it's hard to describe a, a bergman film uh, it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling at it right now. <laughs> but uh, but Shame is actually, it seemed different than most Bergman films in that it did have more of a narrative, more of an arc, uh, and, hmm. and you were more point. invested in these characters, uh, you know, yeah. on, on a first viewing. And, and you, 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 did, you were invested in their outcome, and, and, and it was a little more harrowing, but not in the same way that, you know, like, say, The Seventh Seal, you know, The Seventh Seal, he's playing... A chess game with with death, you know. It's uh, I guess it's more symbolic in in those films. Um, not that there isn't symbolism in shame. I, I think there's plenty and that I could get into, but you know, this is a short take. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually blown away by this, and it may, mm. uh, uh, you know, I, I don't usually give these ratings out, but I gave it a ten out of ten. And, wow. And I I nice. it may be my favorite Bergman. Uh, or, wow. No, I, sh- I shouldn't say it. <laughs> it may be among my favorite Bergman's. I, okay, I don't want to canonize yeah. it too much, but uh, yeah, I loved it, and uh, and I can't wait to see. Yeah, I'd love to see it on Blue. Uh, love oh, yeah. it. You know what it reminded me of uh, is "Come and See" by uh, Klimov. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. Okay, it, hmm. just it, that one's about, of course, uh, World War Two, and and that one's also harrowing. It's a very difficult movie. That that one's far more difficult than, than this. But and, and this actually, I don't think they even specified which war. It was just about war in general. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe even right. dystopian a little bit. Yeah, it, it does kind of feel that way a bit. Yeah, but it's yeah, p- performances are great. But yeah, well, you know, Max von Sydow and Liv Ullman, you know, uh, in figure. a Bergman film, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go figure. <laughs> but they're great, uh, yeah. wonderful. So uh, yeah, I I was really really blown away by that. So yeah, that's nice. my that's my rave. Uh, that's great. I agreed. I, I would love to see. I mean, there's this series of uh, uh, DVDs, you know, that Hour of the Wolf, Shame, Passion of Anna, uh, all three of those would be worthy criterion, and they're out of print uh, from MGM DVD. So. Well, as it turns Someday. out, I, I, those are three I haven't seen, and I've seen a lot, a lot of Bergman's, and uh, I just picked up from the library Hour of the Wolf. They, they have those nice. at my local library, so Passion of Anna will be uh, next probably. Excellent. Yeah, like those quite a bit. So looking forward to your short takes on those. All right, one day. (laughs) All right, should we do speed round for the last one? Speed round. Well, this one probably deserves more than a speed round, but, you know, I just saw it recently, and I I was doing yard work yesterday, and it kept coming up in my head. I had to listen to some other, you know, takes on it. I finally caught up with uh, 2015's Carol for Mr. Todd Oh, okay, yeah, I saw that. uh, Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. you know, I, I think that could come out on Criterion. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it could be yeah, like a three nice. three year thing, uh, Todd Haynes. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have an episode it's, on it. Boy, yeah, well, well deserving. I mean, yeah, from the performances, the you know, the the subject matter, the, just this forbidden love. I mean, the music just seemed pitch perfect throughout, and it and pitch perfect in that um, I noticed it but didn't notice it. I just. 
I, I love that. Um, cinematography, everyone raves about it. Yes, it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, you know, the thing is, Aaron, I didn't know this going in, um, how it was filmed, whether it was digitally or on film. And I was kind of thinking about it because I was watching a, um, a voodoo stream, uh, HDX, I think. And, uh, yeah, it was filmed on super 16-millimeter uh, film, not even 35-millimeter, because uh, the director, Edward Lockman, uh, wanted to really have it look like uh, more of a film uh, from the you know when it's set in the late forties. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's as good as people say. I mean, it, it's um, and I, I think again, it's it's stuck with me. Um, just you know, the take on a relation relationship like this, uh, set in this time frame, uh, acting, cinematography, music, it's it's all there. It's great. And and how about that ending? That. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to go there, but uh, yeah, I, let's yeah. bookmark this. I, I have a feeling that we're going to uh, a bookmark. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that we're going to revisit this. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can wait three years for the Criterion. I, I, I I'm, I'm with you. This is a benchmark movie, and we might have to find a, a way to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, that. Yeah. We're, we're in your last one. We're in speed round, so I'll, I'll go faster than you did. I, this this one's more fitting for speed round is I, okay. I rewatched the Star Wars The Force Awakens and, oh and yes. of course we had our episode where we uh, speaking of wet towels <laughs> that, that came up <laughs> that was us that was us I, 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 we were respectful but I, I think we pointed out the flaws I, I got into it a little bit more the second time and uh, and what really did it for me was Adam Driver uh, you know mm. I, at, at first, I was just kind of like surprised because, you know, I, I, I expected him to be a darker villain, you know, and of course there's the, the emo meme, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thought that actually he was fantastic as the emo uh, meme. Uh, Donald Gleason, not so much, but... Uh, not so much. Not so and, good. And, and but, the others, yeah. I, the uh, uh, Ray, you know, she's okay. Oscar Isaac didn't really have much to do. You know, he should have had yeah. a dancing scene, or at least. But uh, <laughs> he should have. Yeah, that would have helped. <laughs> uh, but no. But I, I think that, and even uh, Harrison Ford, yeah, he's all right. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, the, all all the actors are are fine. But yeah, I, I like Daisy Ridley uh, probably second. But I'm with you. Adam Driver really, you know, uh, I don't know if you say he carries the movie, but he's the the best. Well, I think for, sure. for it to succeed and and. I, I guess to, you know, live up to the the uh, the original trilogy, it really needs a solid villain, and I think they really did plant the uh, you know plant the seeds for you know in the second movie, third movie. Hope you know we'll, we'll see if he sticks around. I, I right kind of think he probably will, but <laughs> uh, no, I, I I actually am really looking forward to the uh, the next version, and I I can't say that about a Star Wars movie really since that. Jar Jar thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I did like Revenge of the Sith, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, he's yeah. I I think you're right. He he's definitely uh going to be you know he's and he's not just evil. He's an interesting villain. So yeah, very much I, so. I yeah, right. he's he's a multifaceted villain, and and I think yep. they can build on that. So yeah, uh, definitely on board. And I watched the documentary too, and I think thought the documentary uh, on the disc was really interesting. So. But I, so much for speed round. I think we spent too much time on that too. So shall, we always do. Shall we, we drive do. this Millennium Falcon into uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> into a star destroyer? Yeah, or to another planet it. or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find that uh, eighth Death Star that they're. I'm sure they're building. So, 
Um, yeah. So, and you know, we we did just want to mention that uh, we did del- have to delay the Manchurian candidate that we were trying to do due to scheduling. So, hopefully, we can come back to that uh, at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, but we do want to, you know, new release uh, actually just this week, the Howard Hawks film, uh, Only Angels Angels Have Wings. Hoping to do that um, on an upcoming show. Yes. Look forward oh, to that. And a big one I forgot to mention. Uh, we're not going to do a show this coming uh, week because, and you know how we're we're going to do a, one big show a month. We're going to do a Revet show, a Jacques Revet show, but it's not going to be on our feed. It's going to be with uh, the folks at Criterion Cast, and it, it's, I think it's kind of an all-star lineup. Um, well, yeah. Well, and and us too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, Can't quite include ourselves there, but but I, I it's mm. it's uh, five people I believe are going to be on it. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, out one, uh, you know, assuming we can all finish it in time. <laughs> right. Uh, and <laughs> that race. I think if you want. We'll put it on our, on our social media, so if you follow us anywhere, you'll 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 see it. But it'll also be on the Criterion Cast main feed. I'm not sure which actual feed. I think maybe on the screen uh, for the the podcast, but we'll we'll see. So anyway, I'm we've been watching, preparing for that. So uh, yeah. Anyway, look forward to that and tune in. And then hopefully a week after we'll get uh, or a week after that, only angels have wings. Yep, sounds good. Awesome. So um, folks can find the show, CriterionCloseUp.com, and on Twitter you can find us, CriterionCloseUp, it's CriterionCU. And, uh, you know, I haven't mentioned recently, definitely look for some feedback. Uh, So email us at feedback at CriterionCloseUp.com. We'd love to get your thoughts there, and, of course, you can tweet at us too. Um, And, uh, Aaron, uh, where can folks find you? Uh, They can't. Oh. <laughs> uh, AWES505 on Twitter. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, folks can find me there too. The Twitter sphere. It's Mark uh, at Mark Herney, H U R N E is my last name. And thank you, folks, for listening. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, would love some more iTunes feedback and, you know, the email feedback would be great. So thanks for listening to Criterion Close Up, and we'll talk at you soon. Mm-hmm.